Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 203rd film from 2019. It's the Italian drama film The App. This is directed by Elisa Fuxa and it stars Vincenzo Crea, Jessica Cressy and Greta Scarano. I'm Jesse, and I am writing solo for this one. So thank you for joining me. As always, if uh, you wanted to know anything about the app or you wanted to watch it, make sure you go and do that before listening because I am going to spoil this film as we talk about it. The big thing about this is this is our last 2019 film on the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast. It's taken us 17 months to get through the 2019 Netflix original film. So as of next week, we'll be into the 2020 films, which is super exciting. So this is our farewell to 2019, and we're looking forward to 2020 next week. But before we do that, we need to talk about the app, this Italian film. Um, Fast Flicks. Start off with the Fast Flicks. A quick summary of what the app is all about. So... This is a hotshot Italian actor who becomes obsessed with a dating app, even though he has all the family riches in the world and a pregnant girlfriend. So this is obviously uh, one of those films that has quite a bit to say or wants to say quite a bit. I'm going to try and touch on a lot of it. This as, this is an international film, and as we often say with the international films, I, I couldn't find anything about this film online at all. Nothing at all. Um, in Vietnam, it's called Love Apps, and that's about it. There's, there's nothing else around. It was released on the 26th of December, 2019, on Boxing Day. Made in Italy, um, ma- mainly in Italian. Not many people have seen it either. If you look at uh, online, you see Rotten Tomatoes. There's only three ratings. They're all rotten, so no overall percentage. The audience, there's less than 50 ratings, but I reckon this is one of the lowest audience Rotten Tomatoes ratings that I've ever seen. It sits at 4%. That's one number four. That is it. On IMDb, it sits on a 2.7 out of 10 on nearly 1,400 ratings. So, again, massively on the low side. And then if you look at Letterboxd, it sits on a 1.3 out of 5 on nearly a 1,000 ratings. So, overall, super, super, super negative. So, what am I going to think about it? My early thoughts. Well, I, I mean, this film really had everything going for it. There's, there's no reason why this shouldn't have been a good film. It's got topical issues. It's got... A young, decent cast, pretty well performed, uh, but it's all done so poorly. It, it, it's really hard to walk away and have any thoughts of this film other than disgust for what could have been. So, unfortunately, I'm agreeing with a majority of what people are saying online. Not a big fan of this film. Uh, the characters. Let's talk about the characters. So, Nick is our main character. He uh, works in LA. He's got this big role back home in Italy. And he's playing Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, it's a little bit on the nose if you when we talk about the themes, but the idea of, of him um, playing the the Savior Jesus Christ, uh, it's a very interesting thought and idea. He's got the perfect girlfriend. Um, his dad's loaded. All these things that most people would be envious of, um, and they can't make it clear enough though that that he's young and he just can't deal with these big life decisions. I guess like with his dad wanting him to take his family business or the fact that he's got a girl pregnant and he just can't deal with any of these things. And he quickly derails and heads down this path of of losing his mind through this obsession with this app. Um, But as an audience, how can you really care for this guy when he doesn't seem to do anything other than spend time on his phone? So the the care factor of these issues with him are very, very minute. Um, Eva, Eva is uh, Nick's girlfriend. 
she, it's a little bit weird. She's the one that actually sets this whole thing up. She's the, the one who is really happy and wants him to sign up for this dating app for her research, um, but doesn't really ever follow up with what's going on with him in the app or, or things like that, or accessing his account, just takes his word that he's deleted it when uh, he doesn't. So very, very interesting character there. Um, Ophelia, this is, this is a, a very interesting character. Um, she's Nick's housekeeper at the hotel he's staying at in Rome while he's making this film. Uh, she does a whole bunch of weird sort of self-harm stuff on her leg. She's very religious. Uh, I don't understand why she was in this movie. She's literally, or she's simply put in this movie to make the audience expect or believe that she's got some part in what Nick's doing with this app, but actually has nothing to do with the plot, the story, the events, apart from adding some of this religious context that a lot of Italian film, films seem to have and add a bit of this theme and idea that, that goes in with Nick playing Jesus Christ. So weird character, just this real loose end that they, they want you to think she's got something more sinister happening, which isn't the case. Uh, Nick's got a little brother. His name's John. Uh, he idolizes Nick, um, even though he's constantly told by the parents that, that Nick's no good and not doing the right thing. So, I mean, sweet little character and... Um, and then Maria is the, the character that Nick is communicating with uh, through this app. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say anything else. Let's let's leave it at that because if you are still listening and want to check this out, then go check it out. I will go a bit more further into that as we move on. Uh, the director for this one, Elisa Fuxas. Uh, nine directing credits. A lot of documentaries, shorts. Uh, her biggest film is one called Nina from 2012 which is another film that was set in Rome obviously loves the Italian surroundings and and creating Italy as a character as well so haven't seen any of that but I'm not too um I'll probably check that Nina film out at some stage just to to give it a shot all right scenes this is where we talk about things that we like things that we didn't like unfortunately I'm going to ramble a bit when we get to the things that I didn't like so start off with some some good things so I think uh towards the end of the film Nick is celebrating his brother's birthday and through this app and through this communication he's having with Maria, he gets this message with a photo from the party from the app and he sort of loses it. It was cool. Added a bit of intrigue to the moment about what was going on. So I liked that. And I think overall the, the aesthetic look of this film, uh, the mise-en-scene and the, the fluoro feel throughout was really good. Added a really good creepy vibe to this film. So well done to the set designer on that one. Now I'm going to talk about things that didn't necessarily like because there's, there's a bit. Uh, so... The film, it starts with a lot of phone shots. So obviously this is about an app, this is about using a phone, I get that. But then the, it, it transitions to portrait mode and transi transitions in and out of that. It completely takes away from the film and any connection you might have with it. It just wasn't done well. It's, it's weird to look at a big screen and just have a portrait mode of a phone with so much black surrounding it. Not cool. Um, then near the start, there's this scene where Nick, he's in the pool on the phone, using the app, talking to this girl, drops the phone in the pool as it starts getting a little bit racy. And then the next scene, he's got a phone in his pocket with more videos of, of a girl on it. I, I get that this guy is rich. Okay, maybe he's got multiple phones, but come on, please. Like, that, that was really, really poor. Um, I think as well, there's, there's this scene where Nick is in the conference room of, of the hotel at the start. And it's sort of like this big sort of dramatic scene where he's on his knees, he's crying, his head's spinning, he's smiling while the music plays. And if this is a, a, a getting into the character moment scene for the film, then I need to rethink my my love for movies because this sucks. This, this isn't, if that's how actors and actresses get into the mood for a, a part, that was ordinary. Um, 
Ophelia, we, we spoke about her before. She's got this big religious thing going. Um, and, you know, she goes to her house. She takes her clothes off. She sits in her underwear and reads a book on the bed. And that was it. I was like, what, what's that for? What did that add? Nothing at all. Um, Nick, Nick's constantly on this app. And then in the middle of the movie, it randomly tells him that his trial period's up. And he needs to pay. It was like laugh out loud. Like didn't add anything to the movie. It was just like, cool, we're going to add it in. Because that's something that apps do. So that was, <laughs> that was funny. Um, there's a scene where Ophelia, she goes into Nick's room when um, he is at his parents' place and manages, sorry, Nick's at his parents' place. Ophelia is in his hotel room in Rome. She manages to log into his laptop, knows his password, goes through his photos, um, and then somehow sort of, I don't know, disconnects the call because she didn't like what was going on, due her religious stuff, goes to this parade. And then the next scene, Nick's with his brother and his girlfriend on his laptop, not in Rome. I mean, if he's got two phones, like I mentioned before, and two MacBook Pros, like, the, this is ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Nick, um, there's, there's this moment where Nick's sort of organized to meet this, this girl from the app at this park, and he's like running through the park, and there's like a random bunch of kids all dressed in the same thing doing gymnastics in the park. It just was so random. Um, the second half of the film, there's a lot of these like point of view shots of Nick's face with the camera sort of strapped to his chest. It was just ordinary, really poor, didn't add anything to the film. Um, <laughs> Nick, this is funny, Nick gets a letter from his dad saying that today's mistakes will haunt you for your whole life. Wow, it's got a double meaning because of the idea of him meeting up with his app girl and not taking the deal with his dad. Ah oh, man, that double meaning, really, really good. <laughs> um, the xenophilia goes to Nick's room with a torch while he's sleeping and then like freaks him out and he wakes up. Like, what was that for? It was, <laughs> it's just in there. <laughs> um, and then there's like obviously this idea of, of uh, trust and stuff. And then there's this scene where he goes to his room and there's this uh, big snake in his bed. Oh my God, yes, it's bad. He grabs it, he talks to it, asks the snake if it's the app that sent it. It was just really, really poor. Uh, there's an escape room scene where Nick goes with his brother and his girlfriend, he loses it, he hits the ground, the camera spins around, just really, really poor. Uh, finally, I know I've ranted a bit, but the whole idea that Nick's story is shared across the media about him being involved in child prostitution and harassment. But at the end of the film, he's not in jail. His girlfriend has a baby by herself. And there's a scene where he's on the edge of this building and it was like they were insinuating he was going to jump. That would have been such a better ending. Oh, okay. Themes, ideas. This was trying to say a lot. If it was done right, this would have been great. But I think the first two themes are like the same as the two that I had last week from our um, film, um, the Mexican film that we did. But morals, being faithful. What is love? What does it mean to cross the line? And the idea of celebrities. This, this Nick guy is meant to be a celebrity. He's meant to bring joy to people. But if you behave badly, should we still idolize? Should we still uphold this image of fame in our minds? Um... I guess this one's a bit about, you know, are riches enough in life? Is it good to be rich or is it better to chase your own dreams? Make it on your own. And that's that challenge that, that Nick is facing himself. Um, and in doing that, he's chasing danger and difference and, and leads into sin and religion, which we see through this Ophelia character who, uh, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> Again, like technology through this app, it's overtaking our lives, the dangers of it, the idea of addiction. And this can lead to loneliness too. You know, you can have it all, but you need to sort of know who you are. Um, and people these days probably are always wanting a little bit more. So what does it mean to exist? And that is obviously one of the lines from the film. What does it mean to exist? Um, why does this film exist? I don't know. Uh, so what did I take away from this one? I think, uh, you know, I've said in many, many of our episodes that I hate text messages on the screen. And considering that this movie revolves around the whole idea of an app, 
I need to give it a little bit of credit in making it more engaging than just like text messages going backwards and forwards on the screen. But it, it is still pretty boring. Um, and I said this before too, the whole idea of Nick playing Jesus in a film is just so on your nose. Like, oh, they, it, it, it probably wasn't needed. Um, we often go on IMDb to, to look anyone up. I, I didn't look anyone up, but there was mention in the film of Ophelia being named after a character in William Shakespeare's play or drama, uh, Hamlet. So I looked, looked the character up just to see if I could make some connections between what they were going for with the character in this film. So she's a young noblewoman who, due to Hamlet's actions, you know, ends up in a state of madness that ultimately leads to her drowning. So I think to make any connection to this character and thinking that she goes mad in this character because of Nick is just ridiculous. So I think that idea or that mention of her just, just didn't connect, did not connect at all. <laughs> Question time. So this one opens with... Uh, text on the screen that says this is loosely based on a true story what story who what famous celebrity was done by artificial intelligence and then went after underage girls i call complete and utter bull absolute bull this was this this is this is not based on any true story if it is then we need to know because i want to know who that celebrity is and not follow them anymore uh, another good question for this one is too i guess if you're a, if you've got a rich father and he's like i'll give you 400 million dollars or chase your dream like what would you do like, take that 400 million bucks, then chase your dream with the money that you've got. I just found that that was, like, such a large amount of money. If it was a couple of million bucks, I'd get it. But $400 million, take that money and then use that money to get your dream. Oh, frustrating. Okay, so, as you can tell, this, this film did frustrate me. Uh, I mean, it's got a lot of good stuff to say. It was just done so poorly that it's, like, pretty much unforgivable. You have this protagonist that's unlikable, commits crimes... He's able to get away with it somehow, and he has a child who he has nothing to do with, and we're supposed to feel okay with this at the end of the film. It, it doesn't leave you with a good taste in your mouth. I think if this film ended with him jumping off that building at the end because he felt some sort of remorse or guilt, then this film might have been redeemable, and it would have been a shock that the audience probably needed to actually think about the themes and ideas in this, and then go, okay, our society is in serious trouble with the addiction of phones and the overuse of technology. But it didn't go there. So this is getting a one out of five from me. Can't recommend it. Apologies. Uh, we, we're on socials. We've got Twitter. We've got Facebook. Uh, I wanted to ask, like, is there an app that you've deleted yourself? Is there an app that was too, you know, um, too revealing of your, your location or, or reminded you of stuff or kept giving you notifications about certain things? Is there anything that you've deleted off your phone because you just couldn't deal with it anymore? I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but hopefully someone else can give me something. Um, we're back next week. Next week, we... Uh, and I'm pretty sure MJ it will be back with me. We've got the 2020 Hindi language Indian anthology horror film called Ghost Stories. This is directed by Karan Johar, Dib D. Bakar Banji, Zoya Akhtar, and Anurag Kashyap. This is the third of the trilogy that we saw with um, Lust Stories that we did earlier on this podcast. And uh, I think it was Bombay Talkies was the first one, which wasn't a Netflix original. But uh, yeah, so the third of a trilogy where we've got four directors all doing a different uh, segment of the film. So excited for that one. Hope you can uh, jump on board. Have a watch if you're interested. And uh, we will talk about that one next week. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, please don't bother with the film The Apple.